thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's the Cleveland Indians 6, the Detroit Tigers 1. The Cleveland Indians win the debut appearance of Tristan McKenzie, and it really was a dream performance. But we'll get to that in a second. First, I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And before we start, before we get into this, it's a Sunday, you know, the end of the week, and I just want to give a big thank you to everybody out there that's been listening. We are getting close to 600 plays, downloads, whatever you want to call it, of the podcast. And I'm really grateful that the show has gotten off to such a good start. I really enjoy talking baseball with you. It is definitely a hobby that I am going to keep going. Like I've said before, I don't have a press pass. I'm just a fan. I just really enjoy baseball and talking about it. And you've been listening from all over. Shout-outs to our international listeners. We've had listens in India, Japan, and Thailand. In the United States, those listens are coming from Virginia, Michigan, Mass, California, Pennsylvania. I don't know why I abbreviated Massachusetts. Like It's such a a long word to say. A a lot of states have tuned in here. Close to all 50 states have tuned in here. So thank you. Thank you to everybody that's listened. Again, your comments are always welcome. Your feedback's always welcome. Your comments about the Indians definitely are welcome on this show. And at the end of the show, you know I'll shout out all the ways to get in touch with me. So, like we said, it was a dream performance for Tristan McKenzie last night. His line on the day, and this is one of the best starts in Cleveland Indians franchise history. His line on the day, six innings pitched, two hits, One earned run, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. He follows only Louis Tian in Indians history for the most strikeouts in a debut performance. Louis Tian in 1964 had 11 strikeouts in his debut performance. So the, the joke about the dream coming true comes from an article from Mandy Bell, who's the Indians beat reporter for MLB.com. And she had in the story that a friend apparently messaged Tristan McKenzie like a week before and said, hey, man, I had a dream that you made your debut and struck out 10 players. And he was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, right? What does he do? He comes out in his debut and strikes out 10 players. I think he joked that his friend should go play the lottery next. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool that that's how it went down for Tristan McKenzie. Let's get into the game. Let's take a look at how it really went down. All the highlights, all the things we got to talk about. And he gets his first pitch. Now, we've talked about some unwritten rules in baseball. I think this is an unwritten rule that should stay in the game. Because his first pitch was a hot fastball uh, towards the outer edge. I want to say it was at 96. And uh, Victor Reyes, the leadoff hitter for the Tigers, Definitely was just taking, right? I think that might be an unwritten rule in baseball, that if a guy's making his debut performance, you don't swing at the first pitch, right? Let the guy let the guy have the moment. Let him throw his first pitch. And he throws a first strike. And good things would come because th- three batters later, Miguel Cabrera comes up. He starts the game with a ground out, ground out. And then Miguel Cabrera comes up. And he gets him to strike out on a breaking ball. His only strikeout on a breaking ball. They think it might have been a slider. 
How cool is that for a kid that grew up in Florida watching Miguel Cabrera play, watching Miguel Cabrera come up to strike out a legend and your first major league strikeout, getting him to chase a breaking ball. There were a lot of chasing pitches last night. Francisco Lindor did double in the first inning after what was almost a terrible, terrible strikeout. He uh, chased a pitch that was in the dirt, basically, and just got enough of it to uh, foul tip it into the dirt, uh, which you thought it was a bad strikeout. And then the next pitch is up, and the next pitch he lines down the left field line. So that's good for Francisco Lindor that he was able to recover from a really bad swing. And uh, it doesn't turn into anything, however, as Carlos Santana grounds out to end the threat. Tristan McKenzie does give up his first walk in the second inning to Jacoby Jones, but Jacoby Jones is caught stealing second base by Roberto Perez, a laser of a throw. You couldn't, in a video game, you can't hit the location on a throw this well. And Jacoby Jones was dead to rights, had no chance at making this steal. Man, Roberto Perez is good. We talked about this early in the season. Why are people running on Roberto Perez? They keep doing it, and they keep getting thrown out. All right, now you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting for the Indians to support Tristan McKenzie here, right? It's just not happening. They're getting guys on, but nothing's coming of it. In the third, he gets two more strikeouts, strikes out Austin Romine and Isak Paredes. Then comes the fourth. Now, he goes clean the first time through the order. And we talked about this with Plucko yesterday, right? Plucko's batting average against went way up that second time through the lineup. So what would happen Tristan McKenzie's second time through the lineup? Victor Reyes lines out to center field. All right. We talked a little bit about how in the minors, Tristan McKenzie is was a fly ball pitcher kind of, right? He didn't, he didn't average more ground outs than fly outs. Actually, yesterday, he did average more ground outs than fly outs. So there you go. But he, they're starting to hit the ball in the air the second time through the lineup. Then Willie Castro comes up on the first pitch, hits a home run to right field. It puts the Tigers up one nothing. Now, Willie Castro used to be in the Indian system. These guys played together in the minors. Willie Castro knows Tristan McKenzie. They, they talked previously this week. And Willie Castro kind of knew that the second time through the lineup, he throws changeups first pitch. He was waiting on the changeup, he said. He knew it was coming, and he was going to put a good swing on it. And so he hits a home run to get things going for Detroit. And now, But then, you know what? How does a kid react to that, right? How do you respond to that? He gets Miguel Cabrera to strike out swinging again, this time on a fastball. And he gets Jonathan Scope to line out to center field. If I remember, that was a pretty hard hit ball. But Delano de Shields tracks it down. So one nothing. He responds well. Uh, you know, if it wasn't Willie Castro, if it hadn't been a guy he played with in the minors, would he have given up a home run there? I don't know. We'll see going forward. We'll see if these guys can pick up his pitch sequencing going forward. The Indians do threaten in the fourth. San, uh, Lindor singles, Famil Reyes singles, but Luplo strikes out, and Domingo Santana grounds out to end the threat. And you're thinking, come on, we got to support the rookie here. We can't let this debut performance be let down by this bad offense. He gets three more strikeouts in the fifth after giving up a double to Candelario to start the inning. He gets Jacoby Jones strikes out swinging. He gets Christian Stewart called out on a strike. And he gets Austin Romine to strike out on a foul tip. Sorry, Austin Romine. For some reason, that name was hard for me to say. 
He was getting guys with the fastball. It was unbelievable. I didn't think the fastball was going to be a strikeout pitch, but he would elevate it when he was ahead in the count, and it just has so much life. It has so much snap to it. It explodes to the plate. Uh, it's it's really interesting to watch his mechanics because you would think with his lanky frame, he would have a more of a looping delivery, more like, uh, I don't know why Tim Lincecum is coming to mind with his big, where he let the arm dangle and had that big loopy windup. But no, Tristan McKenzie, that arm comes in tight and then that fastball almost snaps and uh, it just explodes out of his hand. So uh, these guys were swinging at that fastball. They wanted to hit that fastball, and they couldn't catch up to it. He was literally just blowing it by, guys. The Indians don't do anything in the fifth. And you're thinking, come on now. How long is Tristan McKenzie going to stay in this game? We want to get a win for the rookie. Come on now. He stays in in the sixth inning. Greg Allen did replace Delino DeShields in the sixth. We'll have to see. I don't know if they've reported what's going on with Delino DeShields. It was just a hamstring that was bothering him or something. It looked like a leg injury. It looked like he was limping a little bit. Probably soft tissue injury. So we'll see if it's something where he just needs a day or two of rest or if it's going to be an IL stint for Delino DeShields. He stays in. McKenzie stays in for the sixth, though. He gets Isak Paredes to strike out on a foul tip. That's four strikeouts in a row for him. He gets Victor Reyes to fly out, and then Willie Castro strikes out swinging, chasing another fastball. You're thinking, all right, come on, six strong innings. Let's go, Indians. How do we start the sixth? Jose Ramirez walks. All right. Francisco Lindor singles, moves Jose Ramirez up to second. All right. Carlos Santana does line out to right field. All right. Carlos Santana is making hard contact. He still is not having the success that we need from him in the cleanup spot. But he's swinging. They go to the bullpen. They say that's enough for Matthew Boyd. I can't believe we did not hit Matthew Boyd harder. The guy, I think he was 0-3 with a with like an over-9 ERA coming into the game. He does, well, we'll get to that in a second. So John Schreiber comes in to replace Boyd, gets Famille Reyes to strike out swinging. Now there's two outs. Is Schreiber going to get him out of this? He walks Luplo. Bases loaded. You know, you know what the struggles have been with the bases loaded, right? Two outs. The clutch hitting from the Indians has not been there all season. Domingo Santana is up, and this was a guy just battling up there. He gets behind in the count. He chases some bad pitches. And then he starts fouling off some pitches. Eventually, he's able to take some pitches, works himself back into a hittable count, and then is able to shoot a ground ball between short and second. They had a bit of a shift on for him. He's able to get a ground ball under the second baseman, under the shortstop. It's not a hard hit ball. It just kind of dribbles out into left center field. Both the center fielder and the left fielder have a really long run to get to this ball. And that allows everybody to come and score. Jose Ramirez comes in to score. Francisco Lindor is right behind him on his heels. He's waving Jordan Luplo around third as he's scoring. Jordan Luplo hustling around. The throw comes in. The throw beats him there. But Luplo gets his hand down on the slide. The tag comes up high on his elbow, and he's able to get his fingers on the plate. The play was challenged, and the call was upheld. A 
three-run double for Domingo Santana. And looking at that replay, it was clear. It was clear that Jordan Luplo got those fingers on the plate before that tag came on his elbow. So huge, huge moment for Domingo Santana. Huge moment for Tristan McKenzie. He's calling safe from the dugout. He's waving his hands, making the safe motion from the dugout. You know he was pumped about that. And you could tell that Domingo Santana needed that. He did a huge Tiger Woods fist pump out at second base. He really needed that ground ball to find its way through. And that's the beautiful thing about baseball. Sometimes you do hit a grand slam. If you're with the San Diego Padres right now, you're hitting a grand slam. They've hit grand slam in four out of five games. So sometimes that's how it happens. Sometimes you hit a weak ground ball that gets under the shortstop and dribbles out in the left center field and three runs come across the score. You can't predict this game. You can't expect anything from this game. You take what you get from the baseball gods. I know I've referred to the baseball gods a lot this week, but... There's no other way of explaining it, right? How that ball finds its way through, scores three runs, gives Tristan McKenzie his lead. Hey, and then the Indians are feeling good. So Roberto Perez comes up. He singles through the left side. Domingo Santana comes around and scores. The throw wasn't even close. Roberto Perez puts us up four to one. That's huge. And you know what? Sandy Alomar decides, you've given us six great innings, kid. You've thrown. 80 pitches, 56 for strikes. Let this excellent bullpen finish this thing off for you. He brings in Nit Wickren. Wickren has a clean inning. The Indians then go back to work in the bottom of the seventh. Cesar Hernandez doubles to lead off the inning. Jose Ramirez singles, moves him over to third. Lindor lines out to second baseman, Jonathan Scope. All right, a line drive. But then Kyle Funkhauser comes in the game. Love that name. And Carlos Santana, sack fly to left field, brings in Cesar Hernandez. And it was an excellent job of hitting with less than two outs and a runner on third base. He knew there were a hundred ways for that run from third to come in. And he knew all he had to do was put the barrel on the ball. That was never going to be a hit out to left field. He got a pitch that was high and away and was able to put the barrel on it and just get it out to the outfield. And it gives Cesar Hernandez plenty of room to come into score. So now we scratch across one more. It's five to one. James Karinchak comes in in the eighth. We're seeing a pattern here. They're going seven, eight, nine with uh, with Wickren, Karinchak, and obviously Hand is the closer still. Karinchek does what he does, gets two strikeouts, Christian Stewart and Austin Romine. In the bottom of the eighth, the Indians scratch across another run. This time it's Greg Allen singling with two outs. He steals second base, and then Cesar Hernandez singles in the left, brings Greg Allen around to score. Cesar Hernandez is caught in a little bit of a rundown to end that threat, but makes it 6-1. to one. That's all we needed. We didn't even need Brad Hand. We went with Adam Simber in the ninth. He gets Isak Paredes to ground out. Victor Reyes does it a double off him, but Willie Castro pops out and Miguel Cabrera grounds out to Jose Ramirez to end the game and secure the win for Tristan McKenzie. He is 1-0 in his major league career. Batting for the Indians, looking at the box score, Cesar Hernandez doing damage at the top of the lineup. Three hits for him today, including that double. Jose Ramirez got on base twice. Lindor with three hits. A pretty good offensive day from the top of the lineup. 
Santana had that sack fly, but that's it for Santana. He's still hitting 193, and he stopped walking. So he hasn't had a walk in a long time. And I know the Walktana Twitter account is very disappointed right now. Famille Reyes had two hits, and Domingo Santana with the big three RBI double was his lone hit. For the Indians pitching, again, Tristan McKenzie, the six innings, the 10 strikeouts. Wickren goes a clean inning with one strikeout. Karinchek goes a clean inning with two strikeouts. Simber goes a clean inning, giving up that one hit to finish the game. 12 hits total for the Indians, only three hits for the Detroit Tigers on the day. That's how you win a ball game right there. It was a little bit nerve-wracking. I, you know, going into the sixth inning, I really, you know, as as a fan who's rooting for Tristan McKenzie, you want to see him score those runs a little earlier, but hey, they got the job done, and that's all that matters. All right, so let's take a little bit of a look at Tristan McKenzie here and see some of the advanced numbers in his start last night. Why not? It's fun to look at. He was actually getting a lot of the whiff percentage on uh, on uh, this is on Baseball Savant, so MLB's advanced stats website. It's called baseballsavant.mlb.com. And they had his whiff percentage on his fastball, his breaking ball, and his off-speed pitch. I'm guessing the breaking ball might have been the slider and the off-speed was the curve. He also threw a changeup. I'm sorry, the off-speed was the changeup. The breaking, what they consider breakings are sliders, curves, knuckles, and others. So the slider and the curve are combined in the breaking there. He threw the slider a couple times. We didn't know he had that pitch going into the game last night. I think it was Ruben Nieble. Ruben Nieble in the pregame said that, hey, he's been working on a slider, and we're going to use it. And he used it to get that strikeout on Miguel Cabrera in the first inning. So, cool. He's now a four-pitch pitcher. So he threw 46 fastballs, he threw 25 breaking balls, the curve of the slider, and he threw nine changeups last night. And obviously one changeup went for a home run, that's why they're slugging 1,000 against him on his changeup. But uh, yeah, they hit a couple of, his other hits came off fastballs, uh, gave up a single and a double on his fastball, but that's it, and nobody hit the breaking ball. The whiff rate percentage, so the, I'm guessing this is like swings and misses on each pitch. It's actually pretty even. 42% on the fastball, 42% on the breaking ball, and 42% on the off-speed pitch on the changeup. So all his pitches were getting swings and misses. Looking at more advanced stats, his barrel percentage. So this is like this is based on exit velocity of the ball being hit. I think it has to be higher than 98 mile per hour exit velocity and something about like the expected batting average or the expected slugging percentage would have to be at a certain point to be considered a barrel. So he has a 6.3% barrel percentage. Sounds pretty good, right? Only 6.3% of the balls hit yesterday would actually be considered barrels, right? Where guys barreled up on them. However, when you look at the Indians' leaderboard, that actually isn't that great. Uh, Nick Wickren is the only one higher at 6.8 barrels per plate appearance. Uh, James Karinchak and Phil Maiden actually haven't given up a barrel yet this season. They're at zero. 
Shane Bieber, if we're going to compare him to the Indians ace, is 4% barrels. So, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting stat to kind of determine. Uh, they have his hard hit percentage at 34.7%. Uh, I'm sure hard hit is might be similar to barrels. So, yeah, so the guys were not hitting him that hard. There were a couple of hard hit balls last night off Tristan McKenzie. But for the most part, like we said, that second time through the lineup, there were some long flyouts to center field and stuff like that and the home run. But for the most part, these guys were really off balance. They were chasing that fastball. They were chasing that high fastball. They thought they could catch up to it. He froze a couple of guys with fastballs, which is great to see. And a great mix of pitches from Tristan McKenzie. So we'll definitely keep a track of this going forward. It's unclear if Tristan McKenzie's going to get another start. I think Sandy Alomar said he's not really sure what Antonetti's thinking and Chernoff. Uh, but he wants to see Tristan McKenzie get another start. We want to see Tristan McKenzie get another start. I definitely do. Uh the 10-day purgatory that Plesak and Clevenger are in expires on Monday. Because of MLB transaction rules, if you get sent down, you have to stay down for 10 days. That expires, I think, on Monday. So we'll see if Plutko is going to get another start or if he gets replaced by one of those guys and if Tristan McKenzie stays in this rotation. The trade deadline is also coming up. So Clevenger's name has definitely been mentioned on the trading block in different rumors, different reports, different prognosticators, thinking that he might be a guy that could get moved, number one, because of his punishment, right, his banishment from the team, and also because he's an older guy and his his salary is going to continue to climb in arbitration. And, yeah, he might be a guy that they move. Uh, so we'll see. I Tristan McKenzie definitely is a future starter for the Cleveland Indians. And he's only 23 years old. He's got a long, good career ahead of him if he stays healthy. This was his first start since 2018. So injuries have plagued him a little bit in the minors. But he looked fantastic last night. And of course he gets MVP for a day. Of course, he gets MVP for the weekend. Great job from Tristan McKenzie. All right. Coming up next, it's going to be Carlos Carrasco trying to win this series, right? No more sweeps. We got to go out and win this series against the Detroit Tigers. We're still a half game back of the Twins. We're 17 and 10. The Twins are 18 and 10. So let's go out there and let's see what we can do to win this series behind Carlos Carrasco. See if he can correct some of his control issues. See if he can find that strike zone more. Because I can tell you, Tristan McKenzie was throwing first pitch strikes. I think he was up around 70% first pitch strikes. So let's see what Carrasco does tomorrow. We're facing Scooble for the Tigers, who in his only start went two innings. He's got he's 0-1 with an 18 ERA. So clearly did not have that good of a start in his last appearance. Let's see if the Indians can continue to make that ERA look miserable. That's all my thoughts. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. And again, thanks for joining me on all of these Cleveland Baseball Mornings. I can't tell you what it means that everyone out there is really enjoying talking baseball, listening, and hearing me talk baseball. Again, the final last night from Cleveland, it's the Indians 6, the Tigers 1. We'll be back tomorrow morning to cover Carrasco in the final game of this series. You can follow me on Twitter, at Davey Ferris. 
You can now email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on the game. We'll discuss them on the show. Shoot me an email. If you're at work tomorrow morning, if you've been listening to this, this on your drive into work, if you uh, listen to this while you're walking the dog, jump on the computer, shoot me a quick email, tell me what you thought about Tristan McKenzie's performance. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. The Indians are having fun again, and so are we talking about it. Thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. Morning.